I, th I think sacrifice. You, you've got to be hungry, and you've got to be driven, and, and you've got to you got to sacrifice some things, you know. So when I started writing this album, well, I mean, like, like anything, I've played professional sport. You've got to sacrifice nights out with your mates. You've got to be training. You've got to be preparation. But going back to the songwriting, is yeah. When I like, I literally sat in my you know, room for a year and just wrote this down. And I missed a lot of things, but this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to prove to my kids that that that. You know, no matter how old you are, I mean, I'm 38, but no matter how old you are or how, whatever, if you want something bad enough, you just got to, just, just do it. Like, like, don't have a backup plan, just sacrifice whatever whatever you have to do um, to, to make it, you know, a reality. So I don't watch any TV anymore, I don't listen to any news, which is probably, you know, but because... I don't watch any reality TV. I watch, I watch sport, obviously, but like all those little things in life that were holding me down or, or not not making me a better person, I did literally, literally cut it all off. And and yeah, so but that goes back to sacrifice, I suppose. So you just got to be, you know, you got to be, but you got to be hungry. You got to be passionate. Welcome to Songwriter Trysts. This is an intimate podcast that is connecting songwriters from all over the world. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee. Music saved my life and I love talking with other artists about the power of songwriting and their journey to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions. All the great things that build an amazing song. Please support the podcast by subscribing or you can buy us a coffee all through the website songwritertrists.com. Welcome to a songwriter tryst with James Keith. How are you? I'm really well, thanks, Ray. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to finding out more about you. I like to start by getting you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Yeah, so my actual real name is James Mortimer. I'm one of the Mortimer boys, and uh, but I use I went with Keith as which is my middle name for my stage name, just because James Keith is a, a better stage name, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I'm one, one of five boys. I grew up in a country town in New South Wales called Orange. It's a oh, yeah. wine uh, wine region. So uh, when Dad finished playing rugby league in Sydney, he had five boys, and he thought, you know, what am I going to do with them? So we moved out to Orange, <laughs> bought some land, and and we built a vineyard. So that was that was our childhood, really. Um, as I said, one of five boys, so we were always out, you know, in the paddock, you know, playing footy and smashing each other, and you know, and then our punishment was to go and work in the vineyard. So that's kind of <laughs> that was our upbringing. <laughs> what what sort of um, what wine are you making? We make, well, um, like Shiraz, um, Cabernet, Merlot, um, wow. a beautiful rosé and Chardonnay. Uh, this, it's all, it's cool climates, you know. We, when we first moved out to Orange, there was about 26 labels. There's over almost 80 now. Wow. So it's just, it's, it's become a really, you know, really, it's just, there's, it's, it's built on an old volcano, which is Mount Canobolus. Yeah, So okay. there's really rich soils there. Throw that in with cool climate. Uh, and it just makes some fantastic, fantastic wine. So it's really putting, you know, Orange on the map, or, or it has. Yeah, I feel like I need to now go on a, a wine road trip through Orange just to taste Absolutely. these 80 wines. And I'll yeah, probably yeah. need a chauffeur. <laughs> 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 All right. Definitely. <laughs> so um, how does – because I'm one of five, so I understand the farm life and, I mean, I had girls, but there was one boy and I definitely got to play rough with him. Um, yeah. How did you go from – Living on a winery and five boys to music. Where does that come come in? 
So, look, Dad was a, he played guitar when he was younger and he put the guitar in my hands when I was eight years old and we just had a lot of time in the vineyard. Like, honestly, like, we, we built it, we had no help, so it's, you know, if anyone's built a vineyard or worked on a farm like that before, it's, it's, a, it's very labour-intensive, so you spend hours and hours out there. So, basically, started listening to a heap of CDs, you know, we had my Walkman back in the day and, and just, just fell in love. Like, Dad had a really good vinyl collection as well and just some of the old classics, you know, fell in love with... You know, the 1927 um, Australian bands, In Excess, uh, yeah. The Living End were one of my all-time favourites. But yeah. but more than that, more so than that, um, you know, the Dire Straits and Cat Stevens were big, you know, Elvis as well, the Beatles. So mm-hmm. it was just had a really good catalogue of and, – and also the time to be able to listen to, to lots of songs as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was eight, started playing the acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and then – my dad played professional rugby league in Sydney when he was younger, so one of five boys, you know, that's all we wanted to do was play rugby league in Sydney, so me and a couple of brothers, off we went to um, to Sydney, yeah, and we, me and my brother Tim, we ended up at Manly Seagulls, and my brother Daniel went to Parramatta and the Roosters, so we all kind of, that, you know, you want to follow your father's footsteps, I suppose, but uh-huh. the, like, the good thing with um, with the guitar, like, it's just such a manual instrument, you can literally take it anywhere, and yeah. I, you know, I found myself on the footy show a couple of times with the guitar in competitions, and <laughs> and I was always playing it at like on bus road trips or, or wherever I could take it really so I suppose it was kind of helping me you know while I was chasing that rugby league dream I was always yeah. playing the guitar and performing and um, yeah so that's kind of how and, and then when, when obviously you get a bit older and your, your body doesn't hold up too well so, so rugby league has a shelf life yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough um, you can play guitar then, but, until, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, some people. That's it. Well, that's it. And, and I'd been in bands too uh, during the footy days. So that was, look, rugby league is a, is a big passion, but I think my, my heart's always kind of been with music. I've just always like, loved music and how it makes me feel and, and writing and playing the guitar. So that's I, – I, not, not as if I left it and then came back to it. I was always yeah. playing it in the background. And uh, my brother, Robbie Mortimer, he's a good singer-songwriter up and coming as well. So we were in a band together yeah. for 10 years and – you know, thousands of weddings and corporate gigs and functions. And and then, so I actually wrote this album. Uh, well, sorry, go back a little bit. Yeah. About eight, eight or nine years ago, I um, got a really bad throat injury, got elbow to the throat. It was an accident in, in a game and I completely lost my voice. So prior to that, I was doing, you know, weddings and stuff solo. Right. And then after that incident, I, I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to talk again. Like that's, I literally had no voice oh. for eight days. So I kind of thought my singing days were over and so I ended up playing, you know, um, tagging up with Robbie and he's a great singer, singer-songwriter himself. And so we, yeah, 10 years, we, we did all that, you know, all those weddings and stuff like that and kind of got experience too. And, yeah. and then I wrote the album for our band at the time um, because we didn't have any big songs. And so I just started writing And and I love performing. I love so my songs are designed to play loud and play live, and you know really pump you up and make you feel good. So, oh yeah, I just had a had started writing some songs down and and end up with a thirteen track album. And then when I when I took it to Robbie and a few the boys, at the time Robbie didn't know what direction he wanted to go in. So he's like, I don't want to do country. I'm not doing country. (laughs) So literally, if I had if I had if I wanted my songs to be heard, then I had to do it myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> and here we wow. are. And that's so how you I, got I, to I, here now. That's literally how I got to here, yeah. So 
I mean, I was about to drop the album last year. Like, I went through a bit of a tough period in my life a couple of years ago, as, as everybody does, and, and I wrote some goals and, and you know, the what album was you? one of the top ones. Like, oh, I went through a separation. Okay. Yeah. I've got three beautiful kids. So we're separated, but we're absolutely best friends. Like, there's That's actually, nice. like, there's no, yeah, we're very amicable. Um, I mean, we're better than most married couples. So, so we, I, I still adore Kimmy. And, <laughs> I'm and still married with my three, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say you. Yeah. probably doing better than us. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, look, look, like, I mean, life is good, you know. It, it was a very tough period in my life you know so yeah but I, but I needed a change and I needed a bit of a, a shake up and and so yeah I wrote a list of goals to, just to make myself a better person and you know better a, a great relationship with my kids and, and Kimmy and so yeah so and then and then write an album so it's, it's all kind of come out of a pretty you know low the lowest part of my life I suppose but but then I was like you know like I'm just gonna do it I'm like you know nothing's gonna stop it. me and yeah, yeah and, and it's you're a and fighter it's kind of, yeah, I'm a fighter, definitely am a fighter, yeah. So, and then also the Robbie thing too, that was that was kind of the same period of my life where he didn't want to do it and, and he committed to it. And so it was just kind of like crosswords where I'm like, well, do I throw it out? Or, and as I said, I'm a fighter, you know, like I love, I love um, you know, an opportunity and, and really pushing myself. So, yeah, that, that was, out came this 13-track album, which is really cool. And they're all positive songs too. They're all got really good messages in them. Yeah, kind of like coaching yourself on. Absolutely, honestly, there's only there's only one person who can change, and it's yourself. You know, like so, um, you know, rather than sort of going down that you know partying at it, you know, you know that kind of road. I I, I literally just, as I said, wrote wrote a big list of goals and and just ticking them all off, and it's really it's, it's it's really pleasing. I can feel it in my soul. I feel it when the wind blows. I feel it in my toes and my nose. This oxygen is free So come and suck it in with me I'm waiting on the world to see So just breathe patiently And the world will see that I'm on your side Come feel alive with me tonight So let the music pull you in And move your body to the trumpet That beer chasing whiskey shots Waking up with sore feet Singing to a sea of stars I see you smiling at me It's something in the air Man, it's different in the country With songwriting, is it, was that the first time you'd ever sat down to write a song or had you done it in the past? Like, when did you write your very, very first song? Was this it? These are the first 13 songs that I've ever written. Wow. Yeah, so, I, yeah. Did you, like, do any research for songwriting or, like, how did how, what, how did you start? Tell us. No, like, I, honestly, I just sat down with a bit of pen and paper. I looked at the goals on the wall and I had a, I've got a, a, um, a couple of diaries and books and I started writing some ideas around and, and then a lot of them are, like, my life experiences. But generally, like, how I write a song is whether I'm in the car or something, or someone will say a phrase to me or something will just catch my ear and then I'll think, oh, that's pretty cool to write about. I've had an experience like that or, like, I feel I can write mm. about that and that's kind of how we did it. So, because um, I've always played guitar and, and 
I've got that kind of musical ear. I've always been attracted to like a guitar riff or a drum beat or a bass line. I was just something like musically wise. And yeah. it wasn't until I actually started like listening to country, which is like I'm, I mean, I'm a country boy, but I didn't like country until I went to Nashville. And, and I'll be honest and say that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. So, and the country's just such a cool genre these days. But yeah, I went to, I went to, like, I went to Nashville in 2011 and I actually started wow. listening to lyrics, to lyrics. Wow. And that was because I could tell you, I could sing you a hundred songs right now and not, not know what the songs are about because they're just notes to me, as in words. Yeah. So I follow the melody and, and that's what really hooks me in. Yeah. So, yeah, so going back to how I write a song is obviously get an idea that I'm passionate about or something that I really want to, you know, get a good message about. But I'll, I'll go to the music side and really try to find something that hits me like, like musically, like a, a hook, not necessarily in a lyric but more, more in a melody or, or, or a, you know, musically. So, I mean, I've been doing courses now um, – you know, with Gina Jeffries and Max Jackson and, and Alan Caswell and and I'm kind of finding, like, there's no real right or wrong way to write a song. It's just however you find inspiration and you, and you put it all down. And it's uh, Look, it's it's something that I really love doing. I mean, it's a great way to express yourself and, mm-hmm. and you know, just, just put any thoughts on paper. And, and I find if I'm being honest and vulnerable, then people actually, they relate to that a lot more than just just trying to put you in a room and just make up a song or whatever. So, and, and as I said, I'm, I'm, I am finding it challenging co-writing with other people because, like, I find it hard just to make up a song, you know, without having actually lived it or, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to explain. But So, I, yeah, I've been, I have been doing co-writes, but yeah, this, this, this album is pretty much all me, bar one song. Congratulations, and I can see by the way that you're lighting up and smiling and the way you talk about it, you're very passionate and very excited and it makes you feel amazing. And I I love seeing people living their passion. Like, I just think that's the best thing for anyone to be doing because it's the best way to live. With with co-writing, I think um, Alan Caswell was my my first ever co-write and I think it's one of those things, it's like dating. Some people, it's just a really just flat don't ever want to do it again. You're trying to work out how to get out of the room. Um, yeah, yeah. And other times, like, you just never want it to end and, you know, you just come out with something that you can't stop singing because you just love it so much. Um, I, I, I think that's, like, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. I still love writing on my own. What about you? Like, what's been your ups and downs learning to co-write with people? What have you found that works for you and what doesn't? Yeah, well... Like we we had a session with Alan Caswell. And there was twelve of us in the room. It was a songwriting you know session, not to write a song, but more more the ins and outs of how to write a song. And, and so we we sat down there and and we all got writer's block because we were trying to think of something to write a song about rather than just going right. You know, my my first thing was life is good today. It's so easy because I just I just wrote down everything that was made me happy. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I just I find it hard when you. When you're in a situation, even though you've got the same goal towards the end, um, just yeah, I, I suppose I need to live it or feel it or breathe it, you know, to to actually be passionate enough to write about it and to write from from the heart. Because mm. I mean, you know, it, you, I could write a song about a shovel right now, but it's just it's just it's just going to be made up words. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so um, that's that's one of the 
I suppose, challenges of, of co-writing, but, I mean, everyone does it. It's not, not saying you have to do it or not, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a great way. It's, I mean, it's a great way to really network and, uh, you know, that kind of thing as well. So it definitely has its, its pros and cons. How do you go being vulnerable in a room? Because for me, going to a co-write, especially if it's with someone for the first time, I've had to really learn to push myself beyond um, what I would normally open up with someone I've just met. Like, I, yep. does that make sense? It's like I'm usually fairly closed yep. off and I like to observe people and get to know who, the, who I'm dealing with first before I relax. But with a co-write, yep. I've kind of like just got to go in and create the safe space and trust that this other person is going to create the safe space as well and not yep. judge me for saying something completely weird and wacky. Yeah, well, that, that's right. I suppose you, you, you do have to have an open mind when you go into these sessions because, uh, you know, ultimately you're, you're in there for the same goal. But, yeah, you have to be, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be – I mean, so, someone told me the other day, country music is three chords of the truth. And it's – and, and I, like, that's actually going to be – I want to write that down as a song. But, that, but that's it, actually, like, on the uh, the wall as you enter the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. That's, that's what it – it's three it, chords of the truth. That's yeah, a very, right, very okay. classic country <laughs> Yeah, right, well, I mean, but, but it is. And yeah. you, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be like – you know, I was talking to my brother, Robbie, and he, he was making up some things and then, and then his songs that have done better is ones that he's just written from a proper experience or from the heart. So, look, yeah, it's, it's – I mean, there's no right or wrong way to write a song, which I think is cool as well. I mean, mm. obviously there's, there's formulas and, you know, things that, that sound good, but – I still think, I mean, you look at Hardy now. He's he's testing the boundaries and he's really popular now. He's just, you know, mm. he's he's done the hard work, you know, with with co-writing and that. But now he's kind of breaking the rules a little bit and bending them. And people like something that is different. And people like something that's a bit edgy or no. I mean, you know, just just test the boundaries a little bit. So, I, I, with with my co-writing, I, yeah, I do, I do try to try to. Um, you're cheeky, well, just be myself. I, really. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's yeah. good to to push the boundaries, but I don't know. I like what you said with with three chords and the truth. The biggest thing I find with honesty is that most of us aren't honest with ourselves about a lot of things and have self awareness about some things, and that's part yeah. of growth in life. And I think that comes with living and age and how you live your life is how you write songs. Um, Absolutely. But I, I, I do think that's that's the hardest thing is to be honest with yourself, work out what the truth is, and then. Like it's almost like getting you know the ugliest parts of you and then putting it in a song and sharing it with everyone in the world. <laughs> it's very yeah. vulnerable. How do how do you get through that? <laughs> What's your motivation behind why do you want to do that? Oh, to, like to be honest, so so when I, when I went through this period in my life before, um, one of the ones was I'm never going to tell another lie, and not that I ever lied or or whatever, but I just. I read a Tony Robbins book. Put it this way: I read, I read a Tony Robbins book, yeah. and it was one of the, it was one of the things he said. Oh, honestly, it, it, that changed my life. That book really. Um, but yeah, he, I, I don't tell a lie. So now, when a client, if I miss a quote, you know, I've just had so much on and I miss it. You know, rather than saying, "Oh, I, I just tell the client, look, I'm so sorry, I was just so busy, and, and I completely forgot about it." You know, yeah. and, and I just find that I just feel feel like this huge weight's off my shoulders. Like, like, even my kids, like, they're like, Dad, can we have some chocolate? I'm like, no. They're like, why? I was like, because it's past your bedtime, you know. Or, or, or as, like, I tell them the fair dinkum truth about any situation. So I take that into songwriting now too. I take it into, like, literally everything I do. And, 
And I, I, I honestly don't tell a lie. Like it's, as I said, it's not, not that I told a lie before, but it's just, I just feel free. So going into songwriting is everything I've written about is, is an experience that I've either lived or seen or felt or, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, love that. I, I just find it, yeah, I just find like people, well, I, I relate more to a song where I can, I can really tell the songwriters singing from the heart or really been through a, a tough period or, or whatever it is. So, so that, that's just kind of how, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think if you, if you sell, if you yourself, rather than trying to be somebody, then I think people will gravitate a lot more to you being vulnerable and being yourself and being honest. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Everything you're saying is great. What is, I mean, actually, I wanted to ask you, when, why were you in Nashville in 2011? I was on an end of season footy trip with, a four, with four mates. <laughs> and we did the whole. That's it. Well, we did the whole um, LA, picked up a convertible Mustang, went to Vegas for four days. <laughs> and then we, did, we just did a trip of the South, Dallas and um, you drove yeah, Memphis. It. And then we, yeah, well, we flew to, so drove from LA to, to Vegas and then flew from Vegas to Dallas and then we drove from there. So New Orleans and Memphis and yeah, everywhere in the South. It was magic. Man, that's a massive road trip. <laughs> Oh, it was a, well from the country anyway. So I, I, I love driving, and I love driving in a new place, and you know, and a, especially like a nice car as well. And on the other side of the road. <laughs> and on the other side of the road, and yeah, I mean, you can you can go and buy beers at the at the uh, service station there. So oh, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I haven't so done we, it yet, we, but we I want drove. to. I mean, I've, I've been, well, but I've only flown. I haven't done road tripping in America. Oh, uh, it's it's great. Well, like, yeah. So we like we just looked at a map, and we're like, okay, what? Towns have a song written about them on the on our way to Nashville. <laughs> so we um we drove to to Baton Rouge, you know, calling Baton Rouge a big Garth Brooks song. Okay. It's the most rubbish. It's the most rubbish town, but we had the best time singing the song as we saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then and then, and then I'm Jackson. I'm sure they, just people like, do that, don't they? <laughs> oh, you have to. Yeah. So yeah. So the, and, and then ended up in Nashville. We had five days in Nashville, and just well. Yeah, so Zach Brown had just released – I didn't even know who Zach Brown was. He right. just released a song called Toes and it's got the phrase life is good today in it. And I didn't even know who Zach Brown was but every cover band that we saw at every venue was playing this song and I just remember the lyrics life is good today. And they're pretty much the first lyrics that I've ever actually stopped and thought about. Go, oh, And then I, when I go back to, sit to, to um, Orange, yeah. uh, as in back home, I was like – what is this song? I just it just couldn't leave my soul. I was just like I was addicted to it. And yeah. then someone said, "Oh, that's that's Zach Brown." That's Zach. I said, "Who's Zach Brown?" And like, check check him out and love love Zach Brown now. I mean, my my album coming out is called Life Is Good Today. My first Aww. single is called Life Is Good Today, and and it's, it was written in a period of of my life where it was pretty pretty dark, but. Out came this, you know. I'm extremely proud of this album and and what it means to me as an artist and and yeah. So that's literally it was the I first that. song that I ever started listening to lyrics was was Toes by Zac Brown Band and you know, me and my brother and a few mates have followed him around the world and <laughs> we love wow. it. All right. Well, I, I'm yeah. very glad that I asked about Nashville because it's a very inspirational place. Um, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's it's incredible. I mean, same thing for me. I was too scared to sing in public or share any songs with anyone until I went to Nashville and then I just was like, what am I doing? You can't you can't not go to Nashville and then not like country music. It's just it's just like the, it's the best place ever. 
very true. It's it's infectious, isn't it? You kind of just get the bug and you yeah, you got to yeah. do it. I want to ask you about everything that you've seen now from learning music, playing covers, doing what you've done. Um, you, you've been successful in obviously lots of different areas in your life because of your attitude and your work ethic. What would be your number one piece of advice, say, to one of your kids or other people out there who are just starting out? What do you think is the most important motto that you've stuck by that's really gotten you through? I, th- I think sacrifice. You, you've got to be hungry and you've got to be driven and, and you've, got to, you've got to sacrifice some things, you know. So when I started writing this album, well, I mean, like, like anything, I've played professional sport, you've got to sacrifice nights out with your mates, you've got to be training, you've got to be preparation. But going back to the songwriting is, yeah, when I, like, I literally sat in my... You know, room for a year and just wrote this down and I missed a lot of things but this is what I wanted to do and I wanted to prove to my kids that that, that you know no matter how old you are I mean I'm 38 but no matter how old you are or how whatever if you want something bad enough you just gotta you just do it like like don't have a backup plan just sacrifice whatever whatever you have to do um, to, to make it you know a reality so I don't watch any TV anymore I don't listen to any news which is probably you know but because I don't watch any reality TV. I watch sport, obviously, but like all those little things in life that were holding me down or, or not not making me a better person, I did literally cut it all off. And and yeah, so but that goes back to sacrifice, I suppose. So you just got to be, you know, you got to be, but you got to be hungry. You got to be passionate. And you see, I don't, be I don't see to sacrifice. not listening to radio or news or watching reality TV. I don't see that as a sacrifice. I just see it as time saving. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. Right. <laughs> I haven't, well, I haven't yeah, been involved in that stuff since high school. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, I, I literally don't watch any, any TV other than sport. But as I said, like, you know, I always got mates saying, "Oh, let's go for night or whatever," and I'll be like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to sit down here and I'm going to write some tunes." And yeah, so uh, I mean, you that's know yourself, is so it is absolutely just lifestyle. But you've got to, you've got to want it bad enough too it's just so easy to, to, to give up and, and look for something else when, when the going gets tough and especially mm. in the music industry I mean you know yourself you get knocked down all the time people aren't going to like how you sound or, but whatever like yeah. it's, it's you know that, that's, that's their opinion that's fine I um, love it and I ain't going to stop me doing what I'm doing <laughs> how, how old are your children? Uh, t- two girls uh, seven and six mm-hmm. and a boy who's three three and a half oh I love that children are Actually, so um, motivational I find the same thing like I think about being a parent and wanting to tell my kids you can do or be whoever you want to be right like same thing you said if you want anything you can make it happen it doesn't matter how intelligent yeah. you are or like obviously yeah. physical health can be a big implicator and talent can impact some things which affects sports and music and everything like that but at yeah. the end of the day you work hard enough you can achieve probably what you want to achieve I just didn't because I was so scared of doing music in public and I, it took me having children and to realise that I was being paralysed by fear to go, I need to yep. make sure I do it myself because my worst fear was to be a hypocrite and tell them they could do what they wanted to do but I wasn't doing it myself. And, no, right. I, 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 I just said, yeah, you, you go through life and, I mean, as, like this was probably three years ago now but when I really learnt the biggest lessons in my life, you know, I've always been you know, pretty disciplined in terms of playing sport and that kind of stuff. But re- like realistically, yeah, it's, you experience different things that go on in your life. And, and as long as you come out the other end growing and, and be, being a better person, then it's all, it's all 
it all works hand in hand. So, you know, you, you do. You, like I said, you had you had to have your children before you realise that no, I, I can do this. And and I suppose me, me too as a father. You know, I want to show my kids that anything's possible. And and you know, to see like Dayla, my eldest daughter, she um, she's playing the guitar now. And, you know, she just loves it. She's in the school band and Marley. You know, named after Bob Marley. She's um she's a little singer. She loves it. Oh, so, <laughs> so exciting! Uh, yeah. My six-year-old got up on a, on stage with me at James Blundell's festival and sang two songs with me, and he knew all the words. My songs, he knew all the words, and I didn't even I didn't even know. Like I haven't taught him that. He's just hears me singing all the time, and he just knew it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I broke it's my so heart. It's so cool, isn't it? It's so cool. <laughs> well, so yeah. So when I um I got my CDs in the mail, yeah, and I put them out. I was so excited. I was like, oh, how can this? I pulled them out, and and Dayla's like, what, what's a CD? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> So we went straight, straight down to Kmart, got, got a couple of portable CD players, put in their bedrooms. And <laughs> I've still got and my then, old um, one from high school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, and then, and then like, like, as you said about your son, like Marley, who's six, she listens to a song once and knows every word, like it's crazy. So That's she's like, scary, isn't she's, um, oh no, she's jumping on the bed, like playing all my, my album on my songs, which is lovely. Like it's, and then also, um, my, my newest song called No Hero, it's about a, a uh, basically me dreaming about making it to Nashville. So, but it starts yeah, okay. off with a young with a young boy in his bedroom, and it's actually my son Finn, who who's, who looks like me when I was a kid, and he's oh, got his little guitar doing these ones and stuff. So, it's, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a cool thing to be like to bring them in and be a part of it as well. I love that. I did that with my song Blue Shoes. My daughter, she's eight now, but she looks a bit like me. She has brown – all my kids have brown eyes. I have blue eyes. That's the only difference. But we have the same colour hair and she's just, you know, such a beautiful little girl. And yeah, to be able to do a video where I'm kind of portraying that that's a younger me, but it is my daughter. That's Um, That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? And I love bringing (laughs) um, other people in on – on projects and seeing kids get involved. But I did, yeah, I gave a CD to a kid at a show the other day and I was like, tell your parents, they'll know what it is. <laughs> it was like, kids don't know what CDs are anymore. It's, They're like, what it's is It's not this? a Frisbee. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. Uh, I've got a 10, 8 and 6. I had three within four years. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. It's very, very similar to you, so. All right. So talking about inspirations, you've talked about some incredible people. Uh, incredible artists that you love and listen to and were inspired by. But if you could collaborate with just one, dead or alive, anyone in the world, who would it be and why? It would be probably Michael Hutchins. I just like, love his attitude and his his demeanour on stage and his charisma. And So, so that's actually... In saying that, Andrew wrote most of the songs, you know, so Michael would come in and do the lyrics, which is cool, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I love In Excess. They were just one of my all-time favourite bands growing up. But Alive would be Matt Healy from the 1975. He's uh, they're from Manchester. Yeah. I just saw him in Brisbane actually last month. They just he's just the coolest looking dude, and he's they just got a great sound, great vibe, and they just do whatever they want to. And so yeah, Matt, Matt Healy from the 1975 is a definite. I'd lo- I'd love to create. Music with him and just sit, just sit and have a beer with him. Yeah, cool. I thought you were going to say Zach Brown for sure, but anyway. <laughs> well, no, it's, I, I love. I mean, I love Zach Brown, and, but I suppose it's just, yeah, I just I love the charisma on stage that that Maddie and and Michael Hutchins have, and they're just like pro- proper frontmen. Absolutely. Tell me about what's next for you. So you said you've got your song No Heroes just come out. Um, when's the album yep. coming out? So the, yeah, so the album's already done. Um, 
and it's I was going to drop it like in October last year, and then I met Natalie Waller from ABC Country, and then she put me in touch with Jules. So oh, we're, yeah. like we're all really good, we're all really good mates now. And then and then Natalie was like, "Well, have you got any goals with music, or because I like this?" And and I was like, "Well." I don't know. I, I don't know how to do it. I was just going to release the album and then throw some singles out. And she's like, "No, no, 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 no." That's not how you do it. So, look, long story short, the album's done. Yep. It was recorded in Orange. Um, so the album, I've got another single coming out in September, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably drop the album just after Tamworth next year. So okay. it is done. It's thirteen track album, but we we just kind of we're just tweaking the sound a little bit, fixing the fixing the mixing, the mastering up a little bit. Okay. Um, just just to kind of. Yeah, just just to kind of tweak the sound a little bit because is it self recorded? Like literally, it's, it's recorded in, in a little studio in Orange. Yeah, I didn't have any singing lessons or vocal warm ups or anything before I did this album. I had no idea. <laughs> so th- okay, this so is, we're this learning is as we go. My first, yeah, we're, we're learning as we go. Yeah, so I'm really I've already started writing the second album, which is which I'm really really pumped about. Uh, but yeah, look, like this. In saying that, like I, I love I love my first album and. I've just played it to the death, so I'm so sick of it because I'm literally just playing it. Not not because they're my songs, like legit. I, I love I love what they're about, and I love the sound of it, and it's me. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah, the album will come out. So I've got the rest of the year, the rest of this year, like releases. They're just kind of building up, you know, my following and audience or whatever slowly, and then and Get then the word out come then. out with it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Right, yeah. That's awesome. Exactly right. Yes, all right. I appreciate all this. I am going to put the links to all of your socials and music and website onto the description of this podcast and there'll be a blog on the website, songwritertrist.com.au, uh, just.com. Um, so that's all going to take care of. People will be able to connect with you and find you and follow you. Is there yep. anything else you would like to say to people while they're listening before we finish up? Uh, no, no, look, I just, I, I, I've got some really exciting things sort of planned, so... Uh, you come along for the journey. It's going to be good. I, I, I love I love playing live and loud, and that's kind of what these songs are designed to do. So if you get an opportunity to come to a show or or even see me anywhere, just make sure you come up and say good day, and I'll give you a guitar pick. And I just love I, lo- I, like, I love like music makes me feel positive and and, and, and happy, and and that's what I love you know doing with my music. So yeah, make sure you come and say good day. I love that. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing so much with me and uh, I look forward to hearing the new album and seeing what comes next. Well done. Appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. Lost in the crowd, no one can hear me. Wish